back to the Not Your Mama podcast. I have an episode for you today that is an excerpt from a talk that I did in uh, my Strong as a Mother prenatal and postpartum program. So we do office hours in there and I usually come into those office hours with just like a little something that I want to teach about or talk about. So I'm going to be specifically addressing that group in what I'm talking about. So prenatal and postpartum, we're talking about why prenatal and postpartum feet, why our feet get so weird during that stage. They swell, they change, all kinds of things. And you're also going to hear me reference um, that there are, uh, there's a, a free class. It's free for them. It's part of my online studio membership. So I'm going to tell them that they can do that class. Of course, if you want to go become a studio member or a strong as a mother member, you will also have access to that fix your feet workshop. That's referenced. I will go ahead and have Alex link up the fix your feet workshop in the show notes. If you are a member or it'll walk you through how to become a member if you're interested, but even if you aren't interested in that workshop, this is going to be really helpful for just like a little bit of context about what happens to our feet, why it happens, a little bit about what you can do about it. Let's do this. Feet. So if you get my newsletter, which you should, um, I wrote a newsletter about feet. I wanted to talk about that a little bit more because feet get super weird in pregnancy and postpartum. So a few different things happen. Well, first I'll give you the quick version of what was in the newsletter, because, you know, I know that your first priority is reading my newsletter, obviously. Um, so let me just actually run through quickly what it talked about in the newsletter in case you missed it. Basically, I don't subscribe to the idea that most people should wear supportive shoes for exercise and exercise includes walking. Um, supportive shoes and specifically like orthotics or like those inserts that you get for your shoes are kind of like a sling or a cast, right? If you injure yourself, obviously you need to immobilize the injury so that it heals, but, uh, you wouldn't leave a sling on your arm forever. You wouldn't be like, Oh, I got injured. It, it must be, you know, it's just a bad arm. And the only way to work with it is to just have it be in a sling forever or to have it be in a cast forever. Like we all understand that logically doesn't make any sense. So if you were to actually wear a sling forever, your arm would get weaker and weaker and weaker. The same thing happens with our feet when we wear really supportive shoes all the time. Now, of course, if you have an acute injury, like you roll your ankle or, you know, break a bone in your foot or something, they're going to put you in a boot, right? Like, which is like the most supportive shoe that exists. Um, or if you have a chronic injury, like plantar fasciitis, for example, um, or you find that you're continuously rolling your ankles, like you, you know, you roll your ankle all the time, the same one, you've got this like bum ankle that you may need temporarily to be wearing specific footwear because, you know, you want to be able to continue walking and functioning in your life. And you have this injury that's hurting and you need to do something to get out of pain. That's completely sensible. But especially if you're working with a podiatrist, a red flag to me would be if there's no plan or no program to get you off of having to wear those orthotics or that really supportive sneaker all the time. That shouldn't be necessary. Uh, humans, when I'm not like a 
there's like an extreme end of like barefoot enthusiasts, like barefoot running people and all of that. And that gets like a little culty. I'm not there. Like shoes is cute. I'm here for shoes. I think that they're, you know, there's very good reasons for wearing shoes, but for thousands of years, humans did not wear any kind of like a structured supportive shoe. So there's no biological reason that we would need that. And there are a lot of really good reasons that you want strong feet that are capable of walking barefoot or walking long distances with minimal footwear. Um, first of all, just like your hands, your feet are incredibly sensitive. So super interesting fun fact that I, that I read, I believe it's called the homunculus, the part of the brain that, um, like receives nerve impulses. So basically that like receives sensory information, the part of the, the, that part of the brain that's dedicated to the feet is larger than the part that's dedicated to the genitals. Our feet are these super sensitive touch organisms that are designed to be receiving information all the time about the surface that we're walking on. That's a safety concern, right? That's like life or death. You got to feel, is the surface that I'm on slippery? Is it uneven? Am I going to trip? Like that's all information that our bare feet can give us. And when we especially if we're in like our thirties, forties, and we're starting to wear like the thicker and the thicker and the thicker sold sneakers because our feet can't handle hard shoes or hard ground. By the time you're 70, 80, you're in like, anyone else remember the like sketchers, like the platform sketcher sneakers? Um, you're wearing those bad boys by the time you're in your old age. And you have zero information about the ground underneath you, which is going to obviously increase the chance that you trip and fall on something like the, you know, just like the edge of a sidewalk, something like that. So you need that information from your feet. You want to wear minimal shoes so that you can get that information. Um, the muscles of the feet. So we talked about like, if you're wearing a sling all the time, your muscles atrophy, if you're wearing a shoe that holds your ankle stable, then you no longer have to use your muscles to hold your ankle stable. And so obviously, logically, that means that your muscles are going to get weaker, right? The body is always looking for efficiency. So it's always going to go, oh, hey, I don't need to keep maintaining these foot muscles. We're going to wear a shoe that does that work for me all the time. So pff, let's offload that muscle. Um, and those, your feet are part of your balance system. So that's where we start to see balance get really wonky. Um, lots of people when they're new to yoga or new to any kind of barefoot exercise, they'll be like, my feet are like cramping or my feet are really sore after class. I'm like, yay, just like any other muscle in your body. It's probably going to be sore if it hasn't been used much, it might feel kind of crampy. It might get fatigued. Obviously I'm not saying like work through the pain get over it. Like, of course, stretch, take breaks, all of that. But that's a good sign. That means that you're using muscles that have been lost for some time. Um, double checking comments coming in here. Um, All right. Lastly, the 
particularly the mobility, but the mobility and the strength of your feet will affect your knees, like really your knees, also your hips and your low back. The whole postural chain is affected by the legs. So if you think about, for example, a squat, which because I'm not in the studio, I can't really show you this. But if you think about a squat, if this is a foot, if I have really poor ankle range of motion when I like, so this is, you know, if my foot was able to bend really far versus if I'm totally straight upright, when I go to squat, if my calves and my heel are so tight that I can't bend my ankle very far, guess what? my squat is going to get so jacked up in my knees and my hips. When you squat, your knees are supposed to go forward of your toes. You're supposed to have a lot of ankle flexion in your heel. So if you take a photo or look at yourself doing a squat from the side, you should see that there's like a, you know, 45 degree angle, maybe probably bigger than 45, 60 degree angle at your heel, like where the Achilles tendon is. Um, which allows you to keep your knees and everything else in a healthy weight distribution. If you're way back because you can't bend at the, at the ankle, that's going to mess up other parts of the chain. And that's just one example. Obviously that's true. Like through all different parts of the foot, when you're walking, if you don't have good mobility through your foot, then that's going to redistribute force differently. So that is why it's so important that we maintain the strength of our feet. And I want to talk a little bit about how we get stronger feet. So the first thing is something that you guys see me do every workout we do together, which is exercise barefoot. Just if you like, I want to add the caveat. This is all just like within your tolerance, right? So like, I'm not asking you to like hurt yourself or to be in excruciating pain, but if right now you wear shoes all day, every day, like I know a lot of people who wear, um, Ufus, like Ufus got really big a few years ago. And I know a ton of people who wear Ufus inside their house all the time when they're not wearing shoes outside. Like if you're someone who's constantly in shoes, start to exercise barefoot. That can be your like little micro dose of barefoot time from there start to spend more time in your house barefoot. So if you normally wear shoes all day, start with just like a couple hours a day while you're cooking dinner or something, something where you're moving around playing with your kid, whatever, um, that you are barefoot that you wouldn't otherwise be. And I know that that's like, obviously Northern people are like, y'all wear slippers, which is great. Like that's fine. Um, if you have something that's like for warmth, um, but you know, not something like an, an UFU, something that has like a structure and support for, you know, for your arch and, you know, a shape. Um, if you do like me live in Florida and like a lot of Floridians complain about like, oh, the tile floors are really cold or the tile floors are really hard. I do think I have really hard floors at my house. They never bother me. I do think that you get used to that over time, but if you need like a crutch in between, um, just like those, like, you know, $3 flip-flops, like that have cushion, but absolutely no shape. You could do that temporarily or slippers and then switch. This is progressive, right? So this is not like all of the things at once. This is progressive. Um, switch, switch to what is called a zero drop shoe, which means like, especially for your athletic shoes. Like, so 
I know some of you are runners and I'm not going to convert you to barefoot running, but if you can work toward less drop or zero drop in your running shoes, it may take time to train into that. You may not be able to just snap your fingers and do that tomorrow, but over time you can get there. And, um, what zero drop means is just that like the height between your heel and your toe is the same, right? So there may still be, you know, half an inch of cushion under your feet so that you're not hitting the ground really hard, but that height under the heel, like if you look at running sneakers, a lot of them have a significant height under the heel compared to the toe, which means that you're essentially like slightly, slightly on your tiptoes all the time. And I want to talk about impact. I'm going to circle back to impact in a second. Um, but lastly, and this, you can do at any stage of this process is actually strength train your feet. So if you guys haven't seen it, there's a workshop in the online studio called, I think, fix your feet, um, search, fix your feet, and you'll find it. It should be free in the studio for you guys. Check that out. If you have foot drama now, let's talk a little bit about what happens during pregnancy and postpartum, there's two main issues. One is swelling. Swelling is totally normal, happens to everybody. You might need to get bigger shoes temporarily. You might, as I did, you might like destroy leather sandals because you stretch them, <laughs> stretch them out. Um, and then they don't fit anymore. Um, and that's normal. That should go down within a couple months postpartum. I mean, usually much less than a couple months, but at least within a couple months postpartum. There's a second thing that happens, which is the tissue laxity that affects your pelvis, that affects everywhere else on your body, also affects your feet. So your tendons and ligaments are getting looser. There's not, they're not held together as tightly, right? And feet have a lot of tendons, ligaments, and muscle tissue. So if they're all kind of stretching out, it's almost like, this is a weird analogy. It's almost like your foot is melting. So many of you may have experienced getting like a size bigger in length or width. That's all. It's almost like your foot melted all the same material there. The bones didn't get bigger. They just spread out. And that very much can go back for most people. It can go back similar situation with pelvises that happens. Some people's pelvis truly is permanently changed by birth and pregnancy. But my opinion is that most people's pelvis can go back if you actually work like the hips and the pelvic floor and the core to bring it back similar thing with your feet. You actually have to strength train your feet to bring that, you know, to pull everything back together. There's also a time component, right? We know hormones affects, affect tissue laxity. Um, and so some of that will just, you might find that like, you don't have to do anything intentionally, but over the course of a year or whatever, um, the hormones ebb and things go back to how they were before. I never consciously did any foot exercise, but I found that that happened for me. Um, then there's a third thing that happens, which is postural changes. So you may not necessarily see that like your shoe size actually changes in size, but you could see that maybe 
during and after pregnancy, your shoes like get worn out in a different way than they did before. And that can be a symptom of the posture changing. So during pregnancy, our pelvis kind of widens and our belly, you know, pushes forward and our low back arch gets deeper. And all of that results in the thighs and the legs externally rotating, turning out, which is going to change your weight distribution on your feet. It often causes a lot less inner thigh strength. Your inner thighs kind of like posturally connect right down the inner line of the leg to the inner arch of the foot. And so often you see that the arches fall, like you lose all of the strength of that whole inner line of the leg, because as you externally rotate, all of that is getting stretched out. So some of this is also just corrected by, oh, and sorry, not that (laughs) this doesn't matter because you like objectively just care about what, how your shoes are wearing out on the bottoms. Like that's, that's something you could use to indicate that this is happening. But, um, the reason that you would care that this is happening is because If your arches are dropping, that's going to increase the chance that your ankles are rolling in. This is where you see a lot more weakness in the feet and you start to have an increase in injury and a decrease in balance. So all of these postural changes will affect your musculature of your feet, which can increase your chance of injury. So this is something that you can reflect on if you're a year or two removed from having kids, if you're like, Now that I think about it, I do feel like I have weaker ankles now than I did before, or like wearing high heels. One thing that I noticed was like, because I don't wear high heels very much. So it was like a very stark, noticeable change that like, I've never felt unsteady in high heels before, but when I was like newly postpartum, I felt like a baby deer. I was like, wow. So that might be an indication like, oh, hey, something is off in the muscle strength of my feet. Um, so wanted to talk about that a little bit, why your feet get bigger during pregnancy, things that you can do to help them go back to normal. Obviously if it's swelling that goes away on its own. And finally, um, the fact that some of these things, there are changes in your feet that aren't necessarily size, but are just related to strength. Um, and increasing the strength of your feet and ankles is very possible. Um, and again, that's all touched on more in the, uh, fix your feet workshop in the online studio. That's what I got for you today. That's the longest talk that I've actually come in. Any of the resources mentioned in today's episode will be available in the show notes. So go ahead to your podcast app and open up the show notes, or you can find them right on my website. And I would be so grateful if you would share today's episode with a friend. So just go back to your podcast app, hit the share button and send the link over to someone who you think would benefit from this. And lastly, if you want bonus brownie points, you can 
go rate and review the podcast. This helps new subscribers find us and get some awesome benefits from listening to today's episode. Thanks again for being here and have an awesome week.